Welcome, dear listeners, to another episode of Time Capsule Tales. I'm your host, Chase, and today we're journeying back to a time of fear, faith, and fire. A time when the line between heresy and orthodoxy was not just blurry, but dangerously subjective. A time when religion didn't just guide, but ruled with an iron fist, and the price of crossing those blurry boundaries was often one's life. Imagine, if you will, the year is 1492. Columbus has just left to sail the ocean blue. You're in the heart of Spain, in the bustling city of Granada. The air is thick with tension, and the streets are filled with whispers of fear. You're a Muslim who was forcefully converted to Christianity due to the decrees of Ferdinand and Isabella. You're afraid for your life. The eyes of suspicion are never far from you. The shadow of the Inquisition looms large, and even though you followed the rules and laws to the letter, you might still be its next target. Suddenly, a knock echoes through your home in the dead of night. Your heart pounds in your chest as you open the door to find a group of stern men, their faces obscured by the dim light of their torches. They are the Inquisitors, and they have come for you. Accusations of heresy have been made, and you are to be taken for questioning. The life you knew is over, replaced by a world of uncertainty, fear, and the looming threat of the auto da fe. You will be branded a heretic and executed in front of your friends and family. As you're led through the silent streets, the city sleeps, oblivious to your fate. The echo of the Inquisitor's boots on the cobblestones is the only sound that pierces the night. The grip of the Inquisition is tight, and its reach is far. No one is safe from its scrutiny, and no one can predict who will be its next victim. You know the Inquisitors are above the law. You know that your fate is sealed. This is not a tale of fiction, but a chilling reality for thousands during the era of the Spanish Inquisition, an era marked by the relentless pursuit of religious unity, the suppression of dissent, and the chilling echo of the auto da fe, the public sentencing and execution of those deemed heretics by the Inquisitors. In this episode, we will peel back the layers of the Spanish Inquisition, exploring its origins, its methods, and its profound impact on individuals and society. We'll delve into the political and religious climate of the 15th century Spain, the establishment of the Inquisition, and the lives it irrevocably changed. So brace yourselves as we step into the past, into a world of fervor and fear, faith and fanaticism. Welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. Part 1. Setting the Stage Let's turn back the clock to the 8th century. The year is 711 CE, modern-day Spain known then as Al-Andalus is under Muslim rule. The Moors, Muslims from North Africa, have established a prosperous civilization known for its advancements in science, art, and culture. Under their rule, Al-Andalus becomes a beacon of learning and cultural exchange, where Muslim, Christian, and Jewish scholars study side-by-side, -side, translating and preserving the knowledge of ancient civilizations. 800 years of stability followed this conquest. This Muslim rule lasted for about 800 years, from 711 CE to the late 1400s. During this time, Islam as a whole was entering into the Golden Age of Islam, a period of remarkable intellectual and cultural activity that had a profound influence on the development of science, philosophy, and arts. One of the most significant contributions of this period was the development of algebra by the Persian mathematician Al-Khwarizmi. His works introduced a new branch of mathematics, providing the foundation for complex equations and problem-solving techniques that we still use today. Similarly, the works of scholars like Ibn Sina were instrumental in shaping the field of medicine. His book, The Canon of Medicine, 
served as the standard medical textbook in European universities for centuries. The Golden Age of Al-Andalus, which overlapped with the broader Golden Age of Islam, was a time of significant advancements in various fields such as medicine, philosophy, and architecture. This era was marked by a unique blend of Muslim, Christian, and Jewish influences, creating a vibrant and diverse culture. The scholars of Al-Andalus, like their counterparts in the East, made significant contributions to the preservation and expansion of knowledge. They translated and studied the works of ancient Greek and Roman scholars, and made their own original contributions in fields like astronomy, medicine, and philosophy. However, this multicultural society is not without its tensions. The status of Christians and Jews, while largely protected under the Muslim rule, varied depending on the ruler and the political climate. Fast forward to around 1000 CE. The Christian kingdoms in the north, having resisted Moorish conquest, began the Reconquista, a series of campaigns to reclaim land from the Moors. This was not just a military campaign, it was a religious and cultural one. The Reconquista was fueled by a desire to reclaim Spain for Christianity and to establish a Christian kingdom where no other faith exists. Unlike the relative tolerance under Moorish rule, the Reconquista would be marked by a growing distrust and dislike towards the other religions of the area. The Catholic Church played a significant role in this shift towards religious monarchy. The Church, a powerful institution with influence in every corner of life, supported the Reconquista. The Pope, a political figure as much as a spiritual leader, granted religious leniency to the sins the Christian monarch's quest for a unified Christian kingdom entailed. The establishment of more Christian governments would only serve to strengthen the power and influence wielded by the Catholic Church and the Pope. Fast forward to the late 15th century, nearly four centuries later, the Reconquista is drawing to a close. The Catholic monarchs, Ferdinand of Aragon and Isabella of Castile, have unified their realms through marriage. They see religious unity not only as a matter of personal faith or morality, but as a strategic tool for consolidating their rule. By controlling the religious beliefs of their subjects, they can wield not just political power, but moral authority as well. Backed by the formidable influence of the Church, their pursuit of religious uniformity sets the stage for one of the darkest chapters in history, the establishment of the Spanish Inquisition. Part 2. The Birth of Fear the Inquisition's inception. As the Reconquista reached its culmination, the Catholic monarchs sought to solidify their control over the newly unified Spain. On November 1, 1478, they sought the approval of Pope Sixtus IV to establish a new institution that would protect the Catholic faith from perceived threats and enforce religious orthodoxy. This marked the formal establishment of the Spanish Inquisition. The core concept behind the Inquisition was to ensure religious unity and to suppress any perceived heresy or dissent. However, the scope of its authority extended beyond religious matters and into the realm of politics. The Inquisitors were not only concerned with spiritual beliefs, but also with maintaining the political stability of the realm. The establishment of the Spanish Inquisition granted the Catholic monarchs significant powers and autonomy. The Inquisitors were accountable only to the monarchs, giving them unchecked power in their pursuit of religious and political conformity. One of the primary goals of the Inquisition was to identify and punish conversos, Jews and Muslims who had converted to Christianity, but were suspected of secretly practicing their former faiths. Conversos were seen as potential threats to the newly formed Christian state, as they were perceived to hold loyalty to their original religious and cultural traditions. As the Spanish Inquisition solidified its presence, 
It extended its targets beyond conversos, seeking to eliminate perceived threats to the Catholic faith and the authority of the Catholic monarchs. The rise of the Protestant Reformation in the late 15th and 16th centuries posed a significant challenge to the established religious order. The spread of Protestant ideas, such as Martin Luther's calls for reforms and John Calvin's theological teachings, instilled fear in the Catholic Church and the Spanish monarchy. The Inquisition viewed this radical new version of Christianity as a threat to religious unity and sought to suppress their beliefs, literature, and practices because it disagreed with the Church's teachings. Additionally, the Inquisition's mission of religious conformity extended to include the suppression of heretical writings and the control of information. Prohibited books were confiscated, and those found in possession of such literature faced severe consequences. One poignant example of a heretical book was Nicholas Copernicus's De Revolutionibus Orbium Coelestium, which proposed a heliocentric model of the solar system, challenging the geocentric view supported by the Catholic Church. Furthermore, the Inquisition harbored a deep fear of scientific discoveries and scholars whose ideas contradicted Christian teachings. Prominent scientists, such as Galileo Galilei, faced persecution for advocating heliocentrism, which challenged the prevailing geocentric belief supported by the Church. This basic scientific truth was denied by the Catholic Church for centuries, as it contradicted Scripture as they interpreted it at the time. The went so far as using the Inquisition as a tool to force Galileo to recant his views on the solar system and putting him on house arrest for the last nine years of his life. In 1822, the Catholic Church reversed its position on the structure of the universe, admitting the Earth revolves around the Sun nearly 200 years later. It wasn't until 1992 that the Church expressed regret for its actions concerning its treatment of Galileo. By suppressing dissent, persecuting nonconformists, and controlling the flow of information, the Inquisition effectively became a tool for consolidating the religious and political authority of the Catholic monarchs, leading to an atmosphere of fear and repression that would have a profound impact on intellectual and cultural life in Spain and the rest of the world for centuries to come. The year 1492 was particularly significant in the history of the Spanish Inquisition. In the same year that Christopher Columbus embarked on his voyage to the New World, the Catholic monarchs issued the Alhambra Decree. This edict ordered the expulsion of Jews who refused to convert to Christianity from Spain. The decree led to the forced expulsion of thousands of Jews, further contributing to the atmosphere of fear and hate. The establishment of the Spanish Inquisition cast a dark shadow over Spain, as well as the rest of the world for centuries to come. Its negative impact on religious freedom, intellectual expression, and culture cannot be overstated. As we continue our journey through the annals of history, we will explore the methods and practices of the Inquisition and its far-reaching consequences on individuals and society. Part 3, Tools of Terror, The Inquisition's Methods As we delve deeper into the dark annals of the Spanish Inquisition, we find ourselves confronted with the chilling methods and practices that defined this era. The Inquisition was not just a religious institution, it was a powerful political tool wielded by the Catholic monarchs to consolidate their rule and suppress dissent. Love and forgiveness seem to be foreign concepts to the Inquisitors. At the height of the Inquisition, the number of Inquisitors varied across Spain and its colonies. There were local tribunals spread across Spain and several in the colonies, with the total reported to be around 15 or 20, depending on the source you reference. 
Tribunals varied in size depending on the perceived level of heresy in the area, but if we roughly estimate the number of inquisitors per tribunal at between one and five, we come to a total number of between 15 inquisitors on the low end and 100 on the high end. This number represents the number of inquisitors that could have been active at any one time. The numbers are rough estimates but serve to illustrate the scope. It's also important to remember that each tribunal included a large support staff, further bolstering the number of people participating in the Inquisition. The tribunals in Mexico and Peru were renowned for being particularly harsh. The first Grand Inquisitor in Spain was the Dominican Tomás de Torquemada, whose name became synonymous with the brutality and fanaticism associated with the Inquisition. The Inquisition's methods were as calculated as they were cruel. One of the tools used by the Inquisitors was torture, used to extract confessions from the accused. These confessions, often obtained under extreme duress, were considered primary evidence in some trials. The accused once targeted found it nearly impossible to prove their innocence. Due process in these cases involved torturing the accused until they confessed, guilty or not. The Inquisition's judicial process could be a terrifying ordeal, with the scales of justice heavily tipped in favor of the accusers. It is important to note that not all of the accused were subject to torture, but it was a common enough practice to discuss. Public humiliation was another common practice during the Inquisition. Those found guilty were subjected to public sentencing and executions, known as the auto de fe, which means act of faith in Portuguese and Spanish. These public spectacles served to instill fear among the population, ensuring that dissent was suppressed and religious conformity was maintained. The impact of this fear was profound. It led to the repression of free expression and created an atmosphere of constant suspicion and dread. The Inquisition's power was absolute and its reach was far. No one was safe from its scrutiny, and no one could predict who would be its next victim. In the next part of our journey through the Spanish Inquisition, we will explore the scale and controversy of the Inquisition, delving into the debates among historians about the extent of its brutality and the number of its victims. Part 4. Debating the Darkness Controversies of the Inquisition As we look into the scale and controversy of the Spanish Inquisition, we find ourselves in the midst of a heated debate among historians. The extent of the Inquisition's brutality and the number of its victims have been subjects of intense scrutiny and disagreement. Historians like Henry Kamen argue that the Inquisition was not as widespread or as brutal as often portrayed. Some sources consider that up to 5,000 executions were carried out as a result of the Inquisition. Other historians estimate that a much smaller number of people were put to death, around a thousand. Historians also disagree on the number of trials conducted during the Inquisition, with some putting the number as high as 150,000 while others put the number closer to 45,000. Regardless of the actual numbers, the scale of the ordeal is clear. Many people were accused, many people were tried, and many were executed as a result of the Spanish Inquisition. The consequences of simply being accused by the Inquisition were severe. The accused were often subjected to imprisonment, public humiliation, and sometimes even torture. Torture was not used in every case, but when it was, it was brutal and inhumane. The accused were often kept in solitary confinement, subjected to physical and psychological torture until they confessed. Even after confession, they were not guaranteed mercy. The Inquisition's punishments ranged from public shaming to execution, depending on the severity of the perceived heresy. 
the Spanish Inquisition left a long-lasting impact on Spain's religious and cultural identity. It led to the expulsion of Jews and Muslims, significantly altering the country's religious landscape. The fear and repression it instilled had a profound effect on Spain's society and culture, stifling intellectual progress and creating an atmosphere of fear and suspicion that lasted for centuries. Even today, the religious makeup of Spain clearly has roots in the Inquisition. According to most estimates, 55% or more of Spaniards today remain Catholic. Comparisons to other historical instances of religiously inspired and state-sponsored violence, such as the Salem Witch Trials, reveal some striking similarities. Both were driven by religious fervor and a desire to root out perceived heresy. Both used fear and public trials as tools to control and suppress dissent. However, the scale of the Spanish Inquisition, both in terms of its duration and the number of people it affected, was much larger. In the next part of our journey through the Spanish Inquisition, we will explore the factors leading to its decline and eventual abolition. Part 5. The Fall of Fear. The Inquisition's Decline. As we continue our journey through the annals of the Spanish Inquisition, we arrive at a turning point in history. The 18th and 19th centuries brought about significant changes in the political, social, and intellectual landscape of Europe, which ultimately led to the decline and eventual abolition of the Spanish Inquisition. The Enlightenment, a period of intellectual and philosophical development that swept across Europe in the 18th century, played a significant role in the decline of the Inquisition. Enlightenment thinkers championed reason, individualism, and skepticism of authority, which directly challenged the dogmatic and authoritarian nature of the Inquisition. Figures like Voltaire and Diderot criticized the Inquisition for its brutality and intolerance, contributing to a growing sentiment against religious persecution. The influence of the Enlightenment was not confined to intellectual circles. It also permeated the political sphere, influencing the policies of more enlightened monarchs like Charles III of Spain. Charles III, who reigned from 1759 to 1788, implemented a series of reforms aimed at modernizing Spain and reducing the power of the church within the government. These reforms, coupled with the growing influence of Enlightenment ideas, led to a gradual weakening of the Inquisition. The Napoleonic era, which began in the late 18th century, further accelerated the decline of the Inquisition. When Napoleon Bonaparte invaded Spain in 1808, he abolished the Inquisition, viewing it as a symbol of religious fanaticism and an obstacle to modernization. Although the Inquisition was briefly reinstated after Napoleon's defeat, it was a shadow of its former self. Its power significantly diminished. The final blow to the Inquisition came in 1834, when the Spanish government officially abolished it. This decision was influenced by a variety of factors, including the liberal revolution that swept across Spain in the early 19th century and the growing influence of Enlightenment ideas. The abolition of the Inquisition marked the end of an era of religious persecution and the beginning of a new chapter in Spain's history. The decline and abolition of the Spanish Inquisition were not sudden events, but the result of a gradual process influenced by political, social, and intellectual changes. The Enlightenment and the Napoleonic era played significant roles in this process, challenging the authority of the Inquisition and paving the way for its eventual abolition. Despite its abolition, the legacy of the Inquisition continues to be felt today serving as a stark reminder of the dangers when religion and politics become one and the same. Part 6. Echoes of the Past. 
the Inquisition's legacy. As we reach the end of our journey through the Spanish Inquisition, we find ourselves standing in the long shadow it has cast over history. The Inquisition, a significant chapter in Spain's past, has left an unforgettable mark on the nation's religious, cultural, and intellectual landscape. The Spanish Inquisition's relentless pursuit of religious conformity led to the expulsion of Jews and Muslims, significantly altering Spain's religious demographics. The fear and repression it instilled had a profound effect on Spain's society and culture, creating an atmosphere of fear and suspicion that lasted for centuries. The Inquisition's influence extended beyond Spain's borders. Its methods and practices were exported to the New World, where they were used to suppress indigenous beliefs and enforce Christian orthodoxy by force. The Inquisition's influence can still be seen today in the religious and cultural makeup of Latin America that were previously Spanish colonies. The Spanish Inquisition also played a significant role in shaping Spain's intellectual landscape. Its suppression of dissent and control over information had a chilling effect on intellectual progress, repressing discoveries and developments that impacted the world in major ways. Moreover, the Spanish Inquisition played a significant role in shaping our modern understanding of human rights and the rule of law. The Inquisition's abuses of power and disregard for due process contributed to the development of legal principles designed to protect individuals from arbitrary arrest and torture. These principles, which include the right to a fair trial and the prohibition of torture, are now enshrined in international human rights law. As we conclude this episode, we reflect on the Spanish Inquisition as a complex and significant historical phenomenon. It serves as a stark reminder of a time when religious and political power were deeply intertwined and dissent was met with severe consequences. Thank you for joining me on this journey through the Spanish Inquisition. This has been another episode of Time Capsule Tales. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, I've been your host, Chase, reminding you to keep exploring the annals of history and uncovering the stories that time has left behind. Have a great week. <laughs>